The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by DraftKings, not only America's number one rated sportsbook app, where you should all go for this weekend's games, also by far the best DFS app as well. For those of you that are into that, over at DraftKings on the regular DraftKings app, divisional round NFL playoffs, a terrific weekend to play DFS. For those of you that are into that, so much fun. Four games, going to be absolutely awesome. And, of course, you can bet on the games. As I'm quite sure, if you're listening or watching us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, that you are more than aware of. Very fired up for these games. Wild card weekend was amazing. We'll get into that momentarily. I should point out that if you want fantasy advice for DFS, then you need to go ahead and listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast. We are all over that. I'm on that one as well with Joe Dolan. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. He is the star of the show, though. His name is Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. You can follow our shows, at Ross Tucker Pod, on both Twitter and Instagram. Hopefully, you already do. Steve, I must tell you, I have really enjoyed some of your tweets lately over the weekend about NFL coaching decisions and otherwise. Yeah, it seems like the to be an NFL announcer, it's a prerequisite that you have to be behind the curve 20 years versus what everyone else knows. Just as one example, whenever the coin toss gets done, the announcers start talking, oh, curious decision to defer after winning the coin toss and go on defense, every NFL team defers. This has been the case the last two years. So I don't understand why no announcers have gotten this memo yet. Yeah, I, uh, man, there's that. There's some of the things that, I mean, you've tweeted about them. I don't like to call out fellow announcers because I know the job is hard. I do it. It's not easy. I'll just say that I agree with some of your tweets from over the weekend, Steve, and I will leave it at that. At Fezzik Sports is how you can find the only two-time winner 
of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. That is Steve Fezzik. As a reminder, we're not only with you through the Super Bowl, we are year-round. And in the offseason, we'll talk about March Madness and the NBA and horse racing, as well as continue to bring on guests and give tips when it comes to next season's football, the draft. There's a lot of different events you can bet on now. We'll have some awesome guests on a weekly basis in the offseason. We always start, though, Steve, and you know this, by going over the week that was. What did you think, by the way, of Wild Card Weekend and having those two extra games? Oh, I thought the two extra games were awesome. So the Super Wild Card, love the whole concept. Um, and I won't be surprised if the NFL doesn't continue it going forward. You know, from my own betting, I got to tell you, it's a little humbling experience. Uh, my two biggest bets this past week were on the Rams, Seattle under, and Pittsburgh. And it uh, it's... It, it, it soured a great experience for me losing some money. <laughs> yeah, I was down as well. Uh, we'll get into that momentarily. Uh, as for the weekend, you know, the only thing I don't like, Steve, I feel like it makes the number one seed overly valued, overly important. You already get home field advantage. Now you're the only one that gets a buy, too. It already was something that everyone was striving to accomplish because of the buy and the home field advantage. Now you get both. I just think it's it's tipped the scales too much in favor of the number one seeds. I agree with that. And you, you look at the draw Kansas City gets now, and they get to play – not only they get a week off, but you get to play Cleveland while Buffalo and Baltimore collide. So enormous advantage this year getting the number one seed in the AFC. Right, because I thought, you know, that the Steelers would probably beat the Browns. And so I thought the Chiefs would have to beat the Ravens in, you know, the divisional round and then the Bills probably in the championship game. Now they only have to beat one of them. So second year in a row, the Chiefs have benefited greatly from what happened with the draw. I remember last year, the Titans beat the Ravens, and also Fitzpatrick beat Tom Brady in Week 17 so that the Chiefs got a bye. They otherwise wouldn't have had a bye. They would have had to play that first round. So, uh, and, and they would have had to play the Titans, by the way, in, in, the, in the wild card round. So a lot going on there. Let's get to last week. Speaking of the Bills, the game I called for Westwood 1, Bills-Colts. Uh, I had, you know... In hindsight, this is just a bad pick by me. I, I laid six and a half with the Buffalo Bills. That was the DraftKings line. I thought Colts aren't playing that great. Bills have won six in a row by 10 or more. The reality is it's almost like that doesn't matter once you actually get to this game. Like once, once you get to the playoffs, how they're playing coming into it doesn't seem to matter. Frankly, Steve – I think you could argue that the, the Bills were pretty fortunate to even win the game. I thought the Colts were the better team. Yeah, Colts uh, had success running and passing. Bills couldn't run the ball. And, you know, now that Moss is hurt, all of a sudden, you know, they got a two-headed um, running back, and neither one was all that good, but Moss was the better of the two at the end of the year. It's all on Josh Allen now on offense, 
and the fact that Phil, that uh, Rivers had so much success, which was surprising to me, those shot puts uh, kept being successful throughout throughout the course of the game. So the Bills uh, had to lower their power rating based upon that game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I uh, I was just wrong on that one. I was just wrong on that one, and I'll own it. The next game was Seahawks Rams. The Seahawks were laying four and a half. The total was 43 at DraftKings. Now, that came down, Steve. That came down to 42. So you were able to go ahead and you were able to get a a pretty good number. We got closing line value of one point there. We both had the under for a best bet for two units. That was very frustrating. Very, very frustrating because I'll tell you what happened, right? Number one... It was 6-3, Steve. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't score touchdowns. And then Demarius Williams gets that pick six on the wide receiver screen. That was brutal. Then you get to the second half. We still were going to be good. First of all, not only do you have Demarius Williams with that pick six, which was a killer. You have a defensive touchdown when you have the under. The kickers were making every 54, 53-yarder. The kickers were money. And then late in the game, you have Reed for the Seahawks muffs the punt, which lets the Rams get that last touchdown to get to 30, and then has the Seahawks get a garbage touchdown, 30 to 20. I still think, look, we lost. We, we lost the best bet. We lost two units. I still feel that we were on the right side there. Yeah, and I saw a graphic that wide receiver screens are like the safest pass play one can possibly run. There hadn't been like an interception in the past thousand wide receiver screens. So how curious to lose my bet based upon that. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, next game was Bucks and Washington. Tell you what, they did a really good job with a lot of these lines, Steve. I mean, that the total for the Bills, Colts was 52 it ended at 51. I mean, they were right on it. Um, certainly the Washington Bucks line, it was eight. It closed at eight. And the final score, 31-23 Bucks. Taylor Heineke, who knew he had it in him? Yeah, tonight let it be Heineken, huh? Um, absolutely. Tom Brady was fantastic. And the Bucks put up 500 yards of offense. And they still couldn't cover uh, I think you've got to be a little bit concerned going forward about that Tampa Bay defense because if Brady and company, Brady's been bad in night games. So if he could play so well in a night game against the top five defense and Tampa Bay still couldn't cover, I don't know if that's a buy sign at all for Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, it's it's a good point. Um, let's get to Sunday. Uh, a best bet that did come through for us, which was awesome. Ravens, Titans, we both liked the Ravens. The Ravens were laying three on the road at DraftKings. The total was 55. So this is one where they were way off. We were all way off. We all thought it would be a lot higher scoring than this. But the Ravens get behind 10 nothing, and then totally dominate the action after that. They win 20-13. to I got two units there. You got one unit there, Steve. Clearly, we were on the right side, but I will admit I was a little bit nervous when it was 10-0. It looked a lot like last year's game. 
Yeah, let's talk about that Ravens defense. Calais Campbell, since he's come back, absolutely Baltimore's D has been nasty. Uh, have held six of the last seven opponents below 20 points. And Derrick Henry got held to 40 yards, just over two yards per carry. His worst game over the course of the season, I think, was 55 yards at three yards per carry or higher. So um, Derrick Henry had 383 carries over the regular season, never slowed down. you got to wonder about all those carries at the end of the year if that had an impact. The eye test says no running back was going to have any success against that Baltimore defense that hit Henry 11 of his 18 rushes at or before the line of scrimmage. And that is so key. I say that about him all the time. You let him get that head of steam, you're, you got major problems. You get him in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage, you got a shot because he doesn't get all that momentum. Then you had Saints-Bears. When we recorded last week, it was the Saints laying 10 points at DraftKings. The total was 47 and a half. Um, and I leaned the Bears. You leaned Saints. Saints won that one 21 to 9. By far the worst and most boring game of the weekend. You know, the Saints let these teams hang around, Steve. The the Bears had their chances. You know, I don't I don't think I agree with that. I think that I agree Wims could have caught the touchdown pass in the first half, but you know, this is one where the final score lands 12, and you're like, ah, the Bears would have covered if they would have just had the extra point. But Ross, it's 28 to 3 with two and a half minutes to play. And then they're like, oh, Drew Brees was six inches short. Take the touchdown off the board. And then the Saints D lies down on prevent defense. This game could easily have been 28 to 3. And then what the, What would the narrative have been? It's a good point. Uh, really good point. Um, all right. Next up, Browns Steelers. The Browns were getting six points. We both leaned Steelers, so you didn't place a bet on the Steelers on this show, Steve. You might have personally, but when the line was six here on this show, you did not. The total was, again, 47.5 over at DraftKings, and the Browns won. The game went way over, 48-37. The Browns won by 11. They were getting six points. Wow. I mean, I, I tweeted this, Steve, at Ross Tucker NFL. I don't, I'm not sure I can ever remember a game starting like that before first quarter. Like, snap over the head, interception, touchdown, interception, touchdown. That was crazy. You know, it makes me wonder. I think back to the Super Bowl, and others had mentioned this, when, the, um, when Peyton Manning had the ball whiz past his ear for a safety, and he never seemed to be the same over the course of that game. And – it's so intricate in terms of being a quarterback in the NFL and all the things you got to worry about just in the back of your mind. Now, okay, I got to focus on the snap. Am I going to get another high one? You wonder if it just completely threw big Ben off with all those interceptions early in the game, worrying about something extra. I will say this about Tomlin. Obviously you should have gone for it down uh, for two down 13. And then it was just a ridiculous decision to punt fourth and one from midfield. And people are talking about Tomlin you know, making better game management decisions. Wrong! He shouldn't make any game management decisions. He's a good head coach. Stop trying to do something you, you're terrible at. All they got to do is hire a smart guy from Princeton, Ross, to tell him what to do. 
So he needs to outsource game management decisions. You don't tell a guy, you don't have a guy that has zero competency or acumen and try to get him to become an expert. You just outsource it. <laughs> you know what, Steve? I like that. I, I, I like that. I hadn't heard that before, but that's, that's pretty good. Um, so for the week, I was down two units. You were down one. Uh, for the year, I am up two units. You are up seven. And our best bets are 21, 22, and one. So we need to have a better divisional round. Let's get to it, Brian. All right. The first of four games, Ross, it's the Los Angeles Rams with the Green Bay Packers, where the Rams are getting six and a half points with a total of 46. So I am going to, I know it's not a key number, but I'm going to, I'm going to tease the Packers down to minus half a point. So all they got to do is win the game. I'm going to tease them down to minus half a point. And I'm going to pair it with the Baltimore Ravens, who I'm going to tease up to plus eight and a half. The Ravens right now at DraftKings are getting two and a half. I'll tee them, tease them up to plus eight and a half. Pair it with the Packers down to half a point. All they have to do is win the game. Two-unit, two-team teaser, Packers-Ravens Saturday combo. Love it. And normally I don't like to tease a six and a half point favorite down to a half because I can get a better money line uh, just by playing it that way. But I can't in this instance. The market's pretty darn sure, I'm going to look it up right now, that the Packers are going to win to the tune of if you play the money line, you got to lay minus 310 anyways. So it's cheaper if you do the math to play it in the two-team teaser. So I absolutely think that the Rams are going to have all kinds of difficulty winning this game. Hey, Goff is not going to be healthy with the thumb. Um, Aaron Donald is, he and Derrick Henry were the two best, most valuable players in the NFL, non-quarterbacks, by my numbers. I don't think Donald's going to be affected. The fact he couldn't even play in the second half with the rib issue. And uh, Cooper Cup now has bursitis in his knee. Packers should win. Love the two-team teaser. Two units. Best bet. The best bet. So, Steve, that second game is we've already discussed it. It's the Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. Ravens getting two and a half points, total 50 and a half. Anything else you want to do on this game? Uh, someone's going to win 27-24, and when it's 24-all, I think we're going to be sitting fat with our teaser. You know, I got to tell you, Steve, I'm a little surprised by this line. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think this game is almost like it should almost be like a pick 'em. I mean, I, 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 I didn't think the Bills played all that well. I don't know. You think I'm missing something here? Bills are ten and one. They're only loss to on the hail mary. So I know Baltimore's playing awesome, but so are the Bills. Third straight road game for Baltimore. So the spot favors the Bills. If you factor in the bad spot for Baltimore, this line is saying that these two teams are pretty darn equal, and that's where I got it in my power ratings. Got it. So nothing else from you, Ross. No, I, I'm just I'm just, look, if I had to play this, I would still just take the points with the Ravens, but I teed them up to eight and a half. I I'm nervous for the Bills. You know, I have an affinity for my my, my Buffalo Bills, but I, I'm nervous. I think the Ravens have a pretty good formula to win this game, kind of like the Colts did last week, and kind of like the Colts should have if Frank Reich and other people didn't blow that game 
for the Colts. Um, so I'll, I'll take uh, the tease up like we talked about earlier. All right, then let's move on to the Sunday games. And the first one is the Cleveland Browns, who are getting 10 points at the Kansas City Chiefs with a total of 56. It's just too high. It's too many points. I mean, I, I don't understand. The Chiefs haven't beaten anybody by double digits in forever. And now you're laying 10 points against the Browns? And I know it's a bad spot for the Browns, but they're getting their head coach back, their play caller back. They're getting their best offensive lineman back. They're getting their best defensive back back. I got two units on the Cleveland Browns to keep this game close. Two units, Cleveland, catching the 10. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they feel a little bit to me like uh, if you ever saw the movie Rocky Three, when, you know, Rocky's awesome in one and two. And then in three, he's not quite the killing machine that he was earlier, but he's got some hand-picked opponents and he's just celebratory and buying motorcycles and excited. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Just see the movie Rocky Three, where they're running around on their motorcycles, doing backflips into the end zone and playing a bunch of opponents that uh, aren't quite ready for prime time. And here they get another one. Great situational spot for Kansas City. Get to play Cleveland after their once-in-a-generation upset against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So despite the spot being great for the Chiefs, I can't help but think that um, they're just uh, caught up in their success a little bit too much. And you wonder, I know everyone says just they'll flip the switch like they have in all these close games and win another one, but that's not going to cover 10. I'll lean Cleveland. So the Cleveland Browns are not Clubber Lang is what you're saying. <laughs> I think that, that you know, that's a great question. Who is Clubber Lang? And, uh, you know, the Baltimore Ravens might be Clubber Lang. All right, fourth and final game, Steve. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Bucks, uh, three-point underdogs uh, with a total of 51 and a half. All right, I am going to lean to the Saints. Like I mentioned, I thought that the they were fine against the Bears. Uh, the Bears only 234 yards of offense and 99 of it came on the very last drive. Drew Brees, each and every week, it's another week to recover from the rib injury. And I kind of like the fact he only had to play 12 games similar to that Brady year when Brady only played 12 when Brady was old. So I think that that's going to help him not having played, you know, all the games. And, you know, I don't take much of a factor typically in short samples and team tendencies against each other. But the fact that Tampa Bay just got mauled in both the games against the Saints, I do think it's an issue. I'll lean Saints. I'm going the other way. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I like the way Brady's playing right now. I like that they're getting Devin White and Steve McClendon off of the COVID list, their best run-stuffing D-tackle, their best defensive player in Devin White to match up with Kamara. Uh, the Saints cannot put people away in the playoffs. I, I don't know what it is, but it's been about a million playoff games in a row now where they just can't do it. They let you hang around. Brady's the wrong guy to let hang around. I think the Bucs are playing much better than they did earlier in the season. Brady's more in sync with his receivers. I think it's very difficult to beat a team three times in the same season. And I think the Bucs are going to win the game. So you can look at the, at the money line if you'd like. I'll take the three points. Hey, maybe the Saints win a close one by a point or two. Maybe they win by a field goal and I push. Two units, Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting those three points. Speaking of that, Steve, um, got a cool email. 
from a, a listener I wanted to share with you. One of our listeners in Australia. This is kind of funny because part of it's from what they've got from the Even Money podcast. And part of it, they just wanted to let us know about their luck. Okay. I love that we've got listeners all over the place, by the way. Send me your stuff. Email me, Ross, at RossTucker.com. After you take advantage of any of our sponsors, like DraftKings, just make sure you use the code Ross. That is the key. By the way, DraftKings, 100 to 1 odds this weekend. 100 to 1 odds on any NFL uh, game. So go ahead. Bet on any NFL game, 100 to 1 odds. Just make sure you use the code Ross. That is the key this weekend. Um, I wanted to make sure you guys knew about that promo code. But how about this email? Steve, this is amazing. Did I forget their name? No, David Furchie. Okay. You're going to love this. Hi, Ross. I haven't reached out to you before, and I've been eager listening back, going back to the four-letter network days. That's a long time. That's like seven years now. Just hoping to share an extremely lucky multi-bet I managed to get up in week 17. Not for the fact that I won the cash. More about four of the five legs being incredibly lucky. I took on the great logic that Steve gave on Jacksonville with the line against the Colts. Plus, you backed him for a best bet. I managed to get 15 and a half here. So I avoided a push. A nervous last three minutes, lose by 14. Saints-Panthers were not allowed to score a point between them in the last 14 minutes. Had to be total match points, 31 to 40. 31 to 40 had to go in that range. <laughs> Nobody scored a point in the final 14 minutes. Number three, Packers Bears. Two Packers touchdowns in the last three minutes to cover the over by half a point. 50.5. Niners game. I also like Steve's logic to take the Niners. Plus your lean helped it along. I managed to get six and a half. Sitting fantastic, leading by four with three to go, and two quick touchdowns by Seattle stuffed it to go down by 10 until CJ goes the length in the last minute to cover for me. CJ Beathard to make it 26-23. P.S. I live in Australia. Happy to be involved with some of your sponsors if you could indicate which are applicable to Aussie listeners. I don't know which ones are applicable. Do you know, Brian, which ones are applicable to Aussie listeners? That's a very good question. I'm sure some of the ones with products that you can buy a product, uh, but um, but the services obviously uh, probably do not apply. Good question, David. Yeah, I, I think it, I think Brian's right. I don't know the answer to that. I will say, uh, Steve, that was pretty funny, wasn't it? That story. Love it. The five team parlay from big country. Um, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I. Do you ever you don't you don't ever play any and any like five team parlays like that because the odds aren't good, right? You know, it's a great question. So the problem with the five team parlay is when you're playing parlays, if you play a two team or it pays thirteen to five, that's like laying one eleven and a half. So it's a little more vague. The three team parlay is fine actually. It pays six to one. That's like only laying minus one hundred nine and a half. So it's fine to play three team parlays. But then when you go to the four team parlay, some books only pay ten to one. The five-team parlay, 20 to 1. So they rob you blind in terms of the payouts on those parlays. You're actually much better off in Vegas playing a five-team off the parlay card where you'll be paid 25 for one, which is much closer to true odds. Bottom line, avoid four and five-team parlays. 
but perfectly fine to play three-team parlays, especially if they're correlated. Example, you got a Northeaster blowing up um, the East Coast, and you like all these unders in the NFL. If you play Washington under, go ahead and play New York under. Go ahead and play Baltimore under, because if one goes under, it probably means the weather was worse than expected. So some correlation absolutely helps, but don't play the five-team. I love it. Please follow that man on social media at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. We will be back next week. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.